no, not okay. This isn't okay. And don't you look at me like that. I'm fine. I just need to deal with this. Ever wonder what your animals are trying to tell you? How to decipher those looks, barks, meows, and interesting behaviors? Join me as I share numerous animal communication encounters and some bizarre unfoldings. Jump into unique stories that will open your mind to the depths in which the animals that share our world are looking to connect. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Chatting with Chickens and other wonderful animals. I have to say, when I sat down to record today, I was only going to do two episodes, but this little dude, this, this little dude, he has been occupying both my physical time as well as my, I don't know what you'd say, higher self time, my meditation time, and has been jumping in and doing some pretty cool journeying with me lately. And so I feel like I need to get this episode in since he's been showing up and so present. And so today's episode, we are going to be exploring the consciousness, connecting in with little Bo, the rooster that could. And so I have to start by saying little Bo's journey with us has been quite a fascinating one. I think it was the first year of the pandemic. My business partner, who is just my soul sister, wonderful human being, was so awesome. She went on a three-hour car ride with me on a pretty warm summer day because I was set, set in stone that I wanted to add some Brahma chickens into our flock. If you don't know what a Brahma chicken looks like, especially a Brahma rooster, grab your phone, go onto Google and Google Brahma rooster. These guys are like the Great Danes or the draft horses of the chicken world. They are by far like, I think, some of the biggest chickens you can get. I got a thing for big animals. I love draft horses, love like the Mastiff bulldog breeds. And so why not get these big chickens, which Some of our other roosters and chickens have been larger breeds too. And they also say with your roosters that large breed tends to be the gentle giants. I think with a lot of species that tends to unfold sometimes in that manner. So back to the story, Kaylee and I drove over three hours to pick up these chicks that I was told, were Brahmas. And so as soon as we arrive, I meet the lady who is wonderful, but I'm looking at the chickens she has there and I'm looking at the chicks and I'm like, these aren't Brahmas. This person maybe just doesn't know her chickens, (laughs) but these are not Brahmas. 
we had drove and I could hear the voices of these little beans and they were like, well, we need to come with you. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) twist my arm, more animals. Sure. Why not? But there was this little chick and the lady had mentioned that he or she wasn't doing that well. And she's like, so I don't know if you want to take that one. And that little babe, I could just hear that little babe. And it was like, please take me. And so I was like, actually, it's okay. We'll take that one too. And so the tremendous Kaylee for the whole ride home, which I didn't tell her before we left, I was like, by the way, we can't have the air conditioning on because the chicks need to stay a certain temperature. They need to keep warm. And so not only did she have to kind of sweat it out in the car with me, she also held this little brown chick for the whole car ride and just infused this little soul with some really, really beautiful energy because it wasn't showing a really high thrive factor. And so originally, because you always pick a female name for a chick, just on the fact that you just hope that they're females, for anybody who hasn't raised chickens, you honestly need like an eight to one ratio of females to males for the males to be satisfied and to not fight. This is not something that I knew before getting into chickens. I totally went into chickens, all Cinderella, Snow White. We're going to get all these chickens and we're going to keep all of them. Even after they've stopped laying, they can retire here and we'll keep the roosters. And our first summer, when our first flock was coming up to a year old, I had a very rude awakening of what it is like when you have too many roosters and not enough hens. And so back to that, whenever you get chicks, you just infuse them with a female name until <laughs> until they crow. And then you're like, ah, okay. So this chick was Little Belle to start, but eventually turned into Little Bo. And for a rooster who was meant to be one of the biggest roosters we've had on the farm, Little Bo is one of the smallest roosters that I have ever met in my whole entire, (laughs) whole entire life. But I just love that rooster so much. And he is such a magnificent soul. He's a little wizard just so cool. Here's a few stories of some things we've experienced with little Bo. When he was a year to two years, we experienced a few transitionings on the farm of our primary roosters. And so little Bo for a year actually got to step in as what I would call the divine masculine or the masculine matrix holder or paternal matrix holder, but he stepped in as number one on the totem pole, you could say, when it came to the chickens. There was also Geo and Max, but they were younger than him. And so at that point in time, they would listen to him and they respected him as number one, right? And man, oh man, did he, he's just such a good rooster. You get some roosters that can be 
they can be dicks. Some roosters can be dicks. I'm just going to be honest about it. And some roosters can just not really overly connect into the rooster role. And then some roosters are just wonderful. They're nicer with the females. They'll make sure that if there's treats, the females get them first, but they're also protective. They'll keep an eye. Like there's just so many cool archetypes when it comes to that rooster energy and them stepping into it. And so Bo did such a great job. But when we came into the following spring, so when those new roosters were coming up to over a year old and that spring fling weather started to come in, they started challenging little Bo for that number one spot. And I have to say, it was so hard to journey through this just because Bo has a spot in my heart as well as he's tiny. Now, these roos were good. They'll go at it and then one bows down and then the other one's like, yep, I won. But it's not something that they're like going till the end kind of thing. It's not anything to that degree. And if it ever was, that's when you look and you go in and you have to start splitting them up and finding other solutions, that kind of thing. So with Bo, him and Gio had a good go but it wasn't anything too intense, but it definitely was because Gio's much bigger than Bo. Gio then became number one. I could tell Bo was decompressing the situation. I could tell he was having a rough go kind of stepping out of that. And so the energy I connected with Bo with, which was my own fault, is I was like, oh, Bo, are you okay? And he just got so flustered with me coming at him from that vibration and you could feel him you could feel this anger like he was vibrating with it and he just was like just no not okay this isn't okay don't you look at me like that I'm fine I just need to deal with this and he didn't want that pity lens and so instead of looking at him that way I just started shedding the love on him Hey, Bo, you're doing a great job doing this. Hey, Bo, oh my gosh, your tail feathers, they are so stunning. And I just started sending some different vibes his way. And so it was really cool because I ended up hosting my workshop here at the farm, Animal Connections. And with the crew, we ended up doing a connection and session for Bo. One of those moments where you can't question what's going on and how things showed up. And so Bo was with us. None of the other roosters were there. And we were helping Bo redefine himself in his new role, not as top dog. As we're unfolding this, the hens are coming out or coming in and coming around at different times, kind of one at a time. And they're each giving their two cents as to why Bo is still important or still needed. And so one hen comes out and she's like, he always knows where we are. Oh, you're right. Bo is very aware. He always, even though if they're out in different areas or different flocks, he's very aware of where everybody is. I would say Geo's really good at noticing what's going on in the sky like is there a hawk is there this or is there that where Bo definitely has that in tune and then another hen came out 
And she just was like, I like how he calls. I like the energy of his call. Oh, yeah, he does have a great sound. That's really cool. And so I'm sharing this with the group as we're doing it. And then we're also connecting this in with Bo and just helping him slide into his archetype or his role on the farm. And then this hen comes out and I had to pause and laugh after she shared this. And (laughs) I'm still going to laugh. She just comes forward and she's like, well, he definitely is a lot, a lot softer, a lot more gentle when he mates with us. And I'm like, touche. He is a tiny little rooster and he is extremely gentle when it comes to that. And so I'm laughing at this. And then I look at the group and I'm like, well, according to this hen, little Bo is a gentle lover. (laughs) And it just was cool to see the shifting and changing that unfolded during that session. And then once it was integrating, he just started crowing and crowing and crowing and crowing and like flapping his wings. And it just was such a cool unfolding. And so I'd say since then, this little dude, he'll pop into my meditations and he'll give me advice. He's such a wizard. When it comes to energy medicine, he'll show me things that I'm not seeing. He'll show me where there's stuck energy or where things need to be realigned or different ways of observing something to have a different outcome. He just has such a wizard energy for him. And even when I was away in BC back at Lucia's tremendous farm, taking her level two and level three training, there was a absolutely just super, super cool person there, Darlene, who makes these crystal wands. I didn't know much about wands before going out there. I still don't know a ton, but I'm learning more. Bo popped in and he showed me which one I should get for myself. And he's like, yeah, I'll show you how to use it. I'll show you how to connect to the energy. And as soon as I brought that wand home, I placed it down and he actually started doing circles around it and like pecked at the top and then stood beside it and just took some deep breaths. And I'm like, huh, all right, there's something here. But as of late, and why this guy's on the top of my list to talk about today, is he's just been so present in my physical, and he's been showing up as this cool little healer. And so I've noticed for him, it's been a while. I have to say, I haven't had a chicken come and greet me. For any of you who have listened to Gloria's episode, you know, that same energy of this chicken coming and greeting you when you get out of your car, I just haven't had that. And Bo, as of late, has been showing up as that. So I'll come out in the morning and he'll be standing right at my Jeep, ready for me to go. When I come home, it's funny because like he's always there. And then finally I was like, sorry, what would you like? Is there something like I've been taking the time to tune in with him? And he's like, just bend down. And so I bend down and he'll do circles around me. And what he's doing, he told me, is he's clearing my energy field when I first get home from being at work or wherever else I've been. That's just so cool. And so over the weekend, 
I was outside doing some things and Rascal was really at his ears. And so I noticed Rascal was laying and Bo started doing his circles around him. Isn't that cool? I am now observing a rooster doing energy medicine for a dog. And as soon as I started observing that, he started to walk over to Walter, who was laying down chewing a stick. And as soon as he started walking over to Walter, he did a circle around him, and then he stood close, kind of in front of him. Walter all of a sudden rolls over as if he's going to start scratching his back on the ground. But then he just stops. And then he like rests his head, but turns it kind of backwards so he can see Bo. And for about six or seven minutes, I got some of this on video, which I honestly almost never get any of these things on video because I never have my phone with me. He just stood there and connected. And I could see with how Walt was languaging and tuned in. Energetically, they were connecting and Bo was doing some stuff for him. And so then all of a sudden, you can tell things wrapped up. Bo kind of did a little shake and then he just started walking away from Walter and Walter still stayed laying down. And then once Bo got to a certain point, Walt got up, did this big shake, which is a really nice release. And Bo kept walking and then you just see Walter kind of walk by Bo and he's like licking his lips, yawning, doing some other things that just kind of show that release. Every day, every day, just taken back by this super special being that has shown up on our property as the tiniest rooster that I have ever, ever seen. And he just invites a slice of magic every single day into my world. And for that, I am so so grateful. I am honored to take the extra time out of my day to share his spirit, his energy with you guys. And so from my heart to yours, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen and to connect in. Maybe once you're done listening to this episode, take a couple of breaths and see if there are any animals in your world that are showing up specifically and maybe even in a subtle way just to make you feel special, to make your heart shine, or to make your life a little more magical. And just so you know, the birds are really good at this, the winged ones. It may not even be a being that lives with you. Maybe it's a being that's outside or would be considered wild. Thanks again. Have a great day. Here's our little disclaimer. Please know that these animal connections are coming in through my beliefs and filters. They're coming in through my consciousness. That they are not a diagnosis, or are they applicable to all animals? More simply put, these stories are meant to inspire individuals to dive deeper into the relationships with the animals in their world and all that they have to share with them. 